You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Daniel 9, 24 to 27, past, present, future. This is part three. I'd like to welcome you to part three of this passage, past, present, or future. This is Bob Hunt of Zion's Hope, located in Winter Garden, Florida. In this session, we will continue our study of Daniel's incredible prophecy concerning his people, that is, the Jewish people. I will highlight the following two points during this study. First, we'll consider, is this passage pertaining to our past, our present, or is it still in our future? Secondly, in addition to our historical timeline, we will consider whether we should interpret these verses in a literal manner, meaning are these literal years and literal points of time, or will we look at them more symbolically, perhaps with a theological message behind them. How we interpret these four verses will lay the foundation on which we build our eschatological viewpoints. All of the major prophecies of end times are affected. If we interpret them as mostly in the past, well, we need to place many other prophecies in the past and apply them symbolically to prior events. But is this the proper way? If we see a futurist point of view, then we expect a future 70th week of Daniel. A literal understanding of Daniel will yield this conclusion. In the first two parts of this sessions, of these sessions, we discovered it was more than reasonable to see those verses, that's 924 and 925, in a literal and natural sense, rather than inserting symbolism. The opening verse, 924, was a broad summary of this section and covers events that are past, present, and future. Daniel 925 starts unpacking the details of the prophecy and covers events that have occurred all in the past. In today's verse, it will be shown that Daniel 926 is mostly past, perhaps with a hint of the future. Let's begin our text. As we read, let's begin in 9.24 to catch us up and keep it in context. 9.24 begins, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times. That's 924 and 925. Now let's look at our focus verse in 926. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the Prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the war desolations are determined. We'll pause right there and examine this. Now, first of all, let's go to our first focal point. Let's consider whether this verse 
occurs or happens in our past, our present, or our future. Notice how it starts and after the 62 weeks. These are the same 62 weeks mentioned in verse 25, which concluded with the death of Jesus on the cross. You'll see the word cut off. It's a common Old Testament phrase for death. It's interesting, Daniel adds, but not for himself. This unmistakably points to Jesus Christ as the fulfillment. This also lines up with Isaiah's grand prophecy of the coming Messiah. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He was cut off, but not for himself. There is only one person who has met this requirement, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The word after, after 62 weeks, could be immediately after the 62 weeks, thus keeping the end point of the first 483 years at 30 AD. I would refer you to session two for our study on that dating. Therefore, the starting point of this verse is still in our past. Well, the second part of this sentence leaps ahead some 40 years. Daniel 9.26 reads, The people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. There's little doubt nor real debate about this event. This is the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple in 70 AD. Thus also we know that this occurred in our past. Now let's consider the last sentence of this verse. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the war desolations are determined. This sentence speaks of an end. But an end of what? There's no reason to interpret this sentence as anything other than the end of Jerusalem and the temple. Clearly both were destroyed in 70 AD. And the desolations is a term Daniel uses for the desecration of the temple. And the Jewish people were scattered, the city destroyed, and the temple brought to rubble. Thus, this verse has a past tense accomplishment, and as we'll see later, perhaps a hint of what is to come. Now, for what I will call the 70th week problem, let's take a look at the 70th week problem. Here's where it gets real interesting. Remember, Daniel is prophesying a total time period of 490 years for his people, that's the Jewish people, per verse 9.24. Both the literalists and the symbolists have a problem or an obstacle to get by and have strikingly different ways to account for this final week, the 70th week. Well, let's first consider the symbolists and how they approach it. The symbolists started their timeline, as you remember, from uh, last session, they'd started their timeline at the Cyrus Decree, which historically was proclaimed in right around 538 BC. The symbolist stated that the 483 years, that's the seven weeks plus 62 weeks, was not to be taken literally. They surmised that since the number of years from the Cyrus Decree to Jesus' baptism or death, in 30 AD was a total of 567 or so years. That is far beyond the 483 years. Therefore, the symbolist is forced to interpret these years symbolically. So what does the symbolist do with the time period after 
the 62 weeks. Since the 483 years are considered symbolic, it is an easy and necessary leap to conclude the final seven years as symbolic also. This 70th week, according to them, begins at the baptism across of Jesus and continues until his return, which is still in our future. Thus, this final seven years is not to be taken literally, but symbolically and theologically. Thus, we are now living in the year 2023, and in the symbolist view, we are still experiencing life in Daniel's 70th week, which is now nearing a total of 2,000 literal years. Well, the theological significance presented is a time period where there is a transition from the old covenant under the law to the new covenant in Jesus Christ. During this time, the temple, an old covenant cornerstone, is destroyed and replaced by the new covenant cornerstone, Jesus Christ. Also, the Jewish people pay the consequences of rejecting their Messiah, and the sacrificial system of worship is taken away. The Jewish people, as Israel, are replaced with the new Israel, whereas the inclusion of Gentiles changes who the Israel of God are. Well, this is an incorrect view of God's plan for the Jewish people and would also not be very promising to Daniel who was wondering about his people. Galatians 6.16 is often misinterpreted to support their position. It says, And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. This teaching is known as replacement theology. We'd need a whole session just to focus in on the error behind this thinking. Correct theology maintains a separate nation of Israel right up to the return of Christ. Well, how does the literalist respond to this section and to the symbolist who has inserted symbolism for this entire period? As you remember, the literalist has been building a case for interpreting the 490 years literally. The 483 years discussed in session two were reasonably defended as literal years. Now what do they do with these final seven years? The literalist rejects such symbolism that stretches these 490 years into some 2,500 plus years and counting. Remember it began in 538 BC into our current time and continuing. But the literalist also has a problem. The literalist cannot simply add seven literal years to their literal 483 years that concluded in 30 AD with the Messiah's death. That approach would bring the conclusion of Daniel's 70-week prophecy to the year 37 AD, and therefore would have concluded almost 2,000 years ago. That would lead to a multitude of problems for the literalists. First problem they have is the six accomplishments of verse 24 have not yet been realized, specifically the issue of sin, the end of sin, and transgression. Secondly, the monumental destruction of the temple, destroyed in 70 AD, would be after the 490-year prophecy, a major omission of Jewish history. Thirdly, verse 27, 927, prophesizes about the last week, the last seven years after the city and temple are destroyed and after 37 AD, 
if we keep these verses chronologically, and we should. Lastly, leaving Daniel and his people in this state of chaos would be anything but encouraging, which appears to be a point of the prophecy. Thus, a time period ending in 37 AD makes little sense to conclude all of these things. So what is the literalist solution to this problem? The literalist contends that there is a pause in the fulfillment of Daniel's 70th week prophecy. It's necessary, they say. A period of time is inserted after the 69th week, which concluded in 30 AD. This pause has become known as the gap theory. The Messiah's death on the cross marks the start of this pause and will end with the covenant, which will be discussed more thoroughly in the next session concerning verse 927. Currently, our generation is living in this gap, not in the uh, 70th week as the symbolist uh, confers. We live in this gap while anticipating the confirming of a covenant. When it begins again, it will be for seven literal years, thus maintaining the integrity of the literalists 490 years in total. But why a gap? Other than meeting the literalist need for a literal 490-year timeline, similar to the symbolist position, this period of time is a time of transition, time of change, whereas the Gentiles are now being reached with the gospel and being grafted into the Jewish tree. But rather than replacing the Jewish people, the Gentiles are being added to the tree without Israel losing its national identity. The Apostle Paul dedicates a whole chapter in Romans in developing this teaching and summarizes with Romans 11:25 through 26. I'll read it as follows. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. The gap, therefore, will conclude when the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, a time of which only God knows. Then the blindness over Israel will be removed and the final events of the 70th week of Daniel's timeline will begin again and unfold. Oh, the gap theory receives a lot of criticism for being contrived by the literalists. But other gaps are noted in Scripture. Specifically, and of major importance, is the gap between the first and second coming of Jesus Christ, which the prophets of old did not see. We have the luxury of looking back and clearly seeing the need and purpose for a gap. This also maintains the years as being literal years. Finally, Daniel also perceives these years as being literal, but I, likely he missed the gap also. Thus, it appears more than reasonable to hold to this gap theory. Let's conclude our discussion on this verse. The issue of past, present, or future thus far has landed us primarily in the past with perhaps a hint of the future. The struggle between literalism and symbolism has grown fiercer. The symbolist has us now living in the 70th week, while the literalist has us looking forward to and for the 70th week. 
Are we living in a spiritual end time period or is there literal seven years yet to be experienced? We need to look at all the arguments and determine which is more reasonable in light of Daniel's prophecy and in all of the biblical Latter-day teaching. This is the goal of these sessions as we look at which is more reasonable. Is it more reasonable to take the symbolist point of view as we examine this and look for a theological? Or can we see it literally and come up with a conclusion based on that? Well, this finishes session three on verse 926. Please look for session four when the most critical verse in Daniel's prophecy is considered. When the symbolist and the literalist really spread apart in the views of this section and then we'll make a conclusion on which one is the best. This finishes our session and I, in the meantime visit www.zionshope.org for further teachings on eschatology. I would encourage you to continue as I've said before look up his return is near and surely look around people desperately need the Lord. Thank you and good day or good night from Bob Hunt here in Winter Garden, Florida. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 